What is up, everyone? This is Noelle Foley, and you are listening to Pro Wrestling Proverbs. Oh, yeah. Have a nice day. Before we can move on to 2023, let's take one last look back on 2022. We, Logan and I release a quite controversial, I would say, for the reasons I didn't really expect, actually. A, uh, yeah. A top 25 of 2022, 25 of our favorite wrestlers who we thought had great years. And uh, there's some notable um, wrestlers left off, and I think we left them off for pretty pretty understandable reasons uh let's just get it out of the way first uh we left off the great kenny omega uh he was one of them that got left off um and he really didn't do i mean he was hurt or out for the majority of the year and when he was back he was only doing trios matches against uh Pac and Ray Phoenix and uh, Penta, yeah, which they were, triangle. they were, they were great matches, um, but nothing really, I don't, I don't think groundbreaking or monumental, right? No. And I think this is where uh, we've talked about how certain wrestlers have a fan likes them. They can get away with more because yeah. I know in years past, you know, Brock Lesnar will be, he'll have a high spot on the list and all he'll do is fight Roman, right? And everyone can be in agreement the Roman matches are good, but people complain that he fights the same guy. Well, Kenny essentially did the same thing. And as you said, these were good matches, but these weren't like the caliber of a Brock Roman. But still, people people thought Kenny should have been in our top five, from what I saw. Yeah, because cause on the flip side of that, we put Cody Rhodes at number five, and that was kind of the catalyst for it. Because on the flip side, Cody has been injured since, what, June? Has it, has it been June or May? Around yeah, there. right around there. Um, but his first, those first five or six months, he'd had probably the best matches in AEW for the, over the past year with Sammy Guevara in that ladder match. Um, the amazing return at WrestleMania. And then another match of the year candidate with uh, Seth Rollins at Hell in the Cell with a torn pack. Yeah. And he's had, he had great promos leading up to that. Uh, those first couple of Raws after Mania, um, I think I think that justified him be way up there. I think people also have their blinders on too. They they think of Cody now as only the WWE guy, but I mean he still was doing pretty good things at the beginning of the year for AEW. Yeah. Which again, that's that's probably where the disagreement is because again we've talked about how AEW fans like a lot of them seem to hate WWE, and then WWE fans seem to hate AEW. So I'm sure when a WWE fan sees Cody on our list, um, they think it's wrong because he's only had the few matches. While the AEW guys, it's like, oh, didn't he just fight Sammy Guevara? It's, it's just one of those things where people yeah. seem to ignore the other companies. Yeah, and we've, we've been that horse dead multiple times. Uh, the tribalism of W versus AEW, yeah. and you know that might not be a thing for much longer. Who knows? The, right. The cons I mean, we, might merge. Them. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck is that? Anyway. We also left Finn and um, Finn, AJ, and Saber Junior off the list, not because they did bad this year, 
it was just more they didn't really do anything of note i mean judgment day has certainly picked up steam since Recently. we created the list yeah uh um, yeah it's just i i wouldn't put any of them over the people we have on the list right now no except it, for maybe 25 but even the person we had at 25 yeah. i think that he had a breakout year and it, even going back to last year i felt like we kind of reserved the 25 spot for somebody who had a breakout year. Like last year we had King Woods. He had an amazing yeah. year last year. Not necessarily the the best year off of somebody that we had in our honorable mentions. But somebody who really just the most improved from 2021. Or 2020 to 2021 at that time. And it, I think it's, it's the same year for number 25. And it's funny to me. Because I mean I, we mentioned how Judgment Day picked up steam. But realistically AJ and Sabre Jr. both picked up steam too. Yeah. But it's just they did it a, too little too late. Um, I mean, AJ unfortunately had that injury, but it seems like when he comes back, they're going to continue a Bullet Club Judgment Day angle, and yeah. who knows by then, we could see Tama Tonga and Hikulu in the WWE, so maybe they get involved. Um, only time will tell. And I mean, the, and the last two people in our honorable mention, it's one of those, seeing their names side by side, you wouldn't have told me that either of these men would be in an honorable mention list for wrestling. Um, you've got you've got Logan Paul, who probably had one of the better rookie years. There's a lot of, again, fighting online with if he had a better one than Hook. I think it's one of those things where Hook was consistently better, <clears throat> but Logan Paul's moments shined more. Yeah, especially for... Logan, he only wrestled, what, three matches total? Yeah. One of them was for a world title, main event, match of the night. Another one was at Mania. Another I, one was I, at SummerSlam, and they were both... Both of those matches were good, too. Well, Hook, I don't think Hook has had... No. ...a great match, I would say. He's had... He's, he had good, a, he's, he's a great yeah. wrestler, but just like, oh, wow, this is, this is the match that, like, after watching, like, wow, Hook's arrived... You know? I was say, and, and it's funny to me, Hook has become, in a way, like one of the meme wrestlers. You know how everyone loved Omo, Omos, and it was a meme. Mm -hmm. Saying that Danhausen is like a top 10 wrestler is kind of a meme. Hook's almost become a meme of himself in AEW. And yet, Logan Paul isn't a meme. He's actually done very well. Again, it's one of those things, you would think they'd be flipped. Right. But, I mean, Logan's put a lot of time in for training. Um, even it seems, I've seen in recent interviews of his, he's kind of talked himself down from what he did on YouTube previously. It almost seems like this WWE journey has started a a, a, a new life for Logan Paul. Hopefully now we won't be such a dickhead. Um, well, he hasn't been doing a good job of it so far. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I mean, it, it, it'll it'll be interesting to see if if he continues because I know he wanted to be like almost a full time one. Yeah. So I, I don't know how possible that is with his yeah commitment and schedules, but yeah. And and then our our last honorable mention guy again. You wouldn't think you'd see him on an honorable mention list, but it seems his career is winding down, um, especially with well, when Vince was out of control, uh, Brock Lesnar. And, I mean, he, the first, I mean, I mentioned the Vince thing, but it's because he walked out when he heard Vince retired. Um, we kind of mentioned before, a lot of his matches were with Roman. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but I mean, he had the ones with Lashley too. Um, uh, the the biggest thing to note Brock really did this year, which is why he's so low, is he you know he flipped the ring. He drove a tractor to SummerSlam. Yeah, he he's really embraced Brock Lesnar. Like he's just he's just a big beefy farm guy. And I noticed he's kind of stopped doing the UFC stuff. He, it's kind of he reminds me how they described Abe Lincoln wrestling, <laughs> where it's just you know some grapples and then he just clubs you. I, I hope Brock Lesnar doesn't suffer the same fate as uh, Abe Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, don't go to don't go to theater, Brock. No, I don't think he's much of a theater guy anyway. <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think anybody's shooting on Brock either. <laughs> uh, let's go. Let's jump into our uh, number twenty-five pick. Like I said before, this is I like at least in my head. Uh, I like to try to put somebody at twenty five who had like a kind of a breakout year. And, um, yeah, definitely. And that was Braun Breaker this year, I'd say. Braun Breaker won the NXT Championship twice this year. He beat Dolph Ziggler for it the second time on Raw, um, and then after that he kind of got pushed back down. And um, as you were saying, uh, he kind of didn't really embrace the the Steiner name at first. Yeah, um, people knew who he was. Um, funny enough, he was on the he was signed to the Baltimore Ravens practice squad. Then he came to WWE. It's kind of exciting, as I mean, Scott Steiner's been a wrestling meme for as long as really wrestling memes have existed. But yeah, he didn't embrace the Steiners until they uh, were announced for the Hall of Fame, and then he started wearing tights like his dad and his uncle did. He's really throwing the Steiner line more. Um, he he clearly sounds like his uncle. He's even done a couple things with his dad on NXT TV. Uh, he wears the you know the bite me jacket. It's it's cool to see because Scott Steiner's one of those names you never thought would come back to WWE. Um, so to see the name getting embraced, I still think at one point they, they've got to do some sort of six man match with him and his uncles. It's something. Like, yeah, it doesn't have to be anything huge. They can even do it on NXT. Right. Yeah, they they could do an NXT. I think the perfect thing would be to do an NXT show in Detroit. There you go. I, I mean, but Braun, Braun can only go up. Uh, he's one of a handful of guys in NXT that you can trust to run the ball. Yeah. And I, he's, he's the best of them all, I, yeah. I believe. That's why I don't think he's been called up permanently. Uh, no. Since his short little stint there. Uh, I think he's more than ready. It's just there's nobody else on NXT right now and, that can and, take his spot. And there's no need for him to go up either. It's kind of like when Finn Balor went back. Um, he didn't need to go to the main roster because there's so many talented people up there. I mean, sure, you could have Breaker fight Roman, McIntyre, Cross, Strowman. But why not just let him have a slow burn? Yeah. And, I mean... He's, he's, he, he's still very green. Oh, yeah. To put it bluntly. He could, he could easily be the next Goldberg. Uh, now, somebody who's not very green, our number 24 spot, uh, seasoned veteran Samoa Joe. Um, he's current, as of as of our list, I know it's changed since then. Um, he was a current to Ring of Honor and Television Champion, and he was the AEW TNT Champion. Uh, he has really become a network champion. He was released in January of 2022 yeah. by WWE, which is shocking because it felt like he's been in AEW uh, Ring of Honor for for years now um and that just shows about the impact he made almost immediately uh debuting at a uh, ring of honor 
I, I almost compare him to their Brock Lesnar because he doesn't have to wrestle all the time. But when he does, whether it's on TV or at uh, pay-per-view, it's a big deal. And again, like Brock, whenever anyone beats Joe, whether it's someone like a Darby Allen, or I even think even someone like a Kenny Omega or Moxley, if they were to beat Joe, would be shocking just because of how well they built him up. Which, big kudos to them, because I know when he was released, people were wondering what his wrestling career would be like. Yeah. It kind of felt, it kind of felt like he was going, he had some sort of injury problem at NXT. That's what they made it seem like, so I, we didn't know if it was, yeah. uh, he's going to like slow it down or hang it up. But no, he, he kicked into a new gear uh, for Ring of Honor and AEW. He, uh, he was a finalist for the Owen Hart Cup, uh, only losing to Adam Cole, Bebe. Uh, and he held both of their mid cartels at the same time, which uh, it, which is a, is a feat of its own, especially if you're wrestling for two companies. And it seems like he's going to be one of the mainstays of Ring of Honor as the ROH club starts back up. Because I, I know Jericho eventually will stop being on Ring of Honor. Um, so it seems Joe, Claudio, and the Briscoes are, I mean, the, the, the pillars of Ring of Honor right now. You can't get much Ring of Honor, more Ring of Honor than that. No. Um, our, our number 23... Um, honestly, I, I, I wanted to put him higher. Um, I just think our, like Kevin Owens, um, he kind of had a dip there in the summertime. Didn't really have anything. Uh, yeah. That, that I, I really followed he... up his match with Stone Cold at WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, right there's now, one complaint about Owens, his whole career. It seems like he takes breaks, whether he's on NXT, Ring of Honor, WWE. And I get it. He's got a family goes off with them. But um, that's why I always think you see him lower on the list, because it's like we said, you can have good matches, but if you're not constantly also on TV being reminded of who you are, I mean, even like a Roman Reigns where he comes out and will cut promos, that's why you're going to dip on the list. But I mean, essentially, and I I know some people are going to hate this, but starting the year feuding with Austin, I know it wasn't exactly January. But to start the year like that and have Austin's um, comeback match, yeah, I I don't know how you can get better than that except for the fact that the end of the year he's been feuding with Roman. The the best storyline in wrestling right now with uh, yeah. him, Roman, and Sammy, uh, and the rest of the Bloodline. And I will make a prediction that he will probably be the one that moves up the list the most at the end of twenty twenty three. I uh, certainly think if so. If everything goes according to plan him and Sammy together will yeah. be up there. I think this this feud will alone will propel them into that uh top spot. Uh moving on to somebody uh surprising uh entrance this list judging where he was last year and that's a uh, Speedball Mike Bailey. Yeah, uh, um he's probably the least known to common fans on our list, but he he's been on the indie scene for a long time, he is one of the top X Division stars in Impact Wrestling right now, if not ever. A cool fact that I found out was that he's the first ever LGBTQ champion in Impact Wrestling history. So, I mean, good for that. Good for being progressive speedball. Um, he, I think at this point, you've got Josh Alexander, who we'll talk about later, in the heavyweight division. You've got the Motor City Machine Guns in the tag division. You've got Speedball Bailey in the X division. Uh, as long as you have good challengers for them, Impact is set up to be that good, you know, third or fourth wrestling promotion in America. 
And while we're talking about uh, Impact, let's talk about another one of their pillars, one of their pillar wrestlers uh, of Impact, and that's our number 21 wrestler, and that was Moose. Uh, yeah. You, you compared him to McIntyre and Reigns, uh, Moxley and Jericho, to like their respective companies. Yep. Uh, how... What has what has Moose meant to Impact this year? I mean, not only this year, but years previously. I mean, Moose's impact has been felt all the way back when Ethan Carter the Third um, first got released from WWE. Moose, if you remember, was one of them that NXT tried to get when they were signing everybody. And I think he's one of the few who made the right decision by not going. Because he's been a mainstay in Impact, whether it's for the heavyweight title, the digital championship. He brought back the old TNA title and had a good little run with that. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, Moose is just one of those characters. I, I don't think he needs WWE at this point. Now, I do think that if and when he eventually does move over there, it's going to be good for both of them as well. Just He's so charismatic. He's got the look. I mean, if you haven't seen a Moose match, definitely go find one. Whether it's him in Ring of Honor when he first started, or now in Impact when he is just one of the best in the industry right now. Uh, our number twenty spot, I we put to Orange Cassidy, and he is—he's a very interesting wrestler because I think um, a lot of the times we forget uh, because he is a comedy wrestler that. He does actually put on some great matches. Yeah. Um, uh, after returning from his, he returned from injury in June of this year. Um, he had probably the match of the night at uh, AEW's New Japan Pro Wrestling's Forbidden Door uh, against Will Ospreay for the IWGP United States Championship. Um, and then he would later cap off his year and currently still is uh, the current AEW All-Atlantic Champion uh, who would have beat be Pac for it, another great match. Uh, I, I think the match with Osprey really does show how well Orange Cassidy is, because I, I know people say Osprey is one of those that can carry people, but I think if you watch wrestling enough, you can see when both are good, yeah, or when only one is doing it. Like, I think of the Shawn and Ric Flair match. I mean, it's a great match, but Shawn Michaels does 90% of the heavy lifting. Right. In the Cassidy-Osprey match, you can tell if it's both 50-50, and it's even better because he still gets some of the comedy spots in there. And he gets to do it with, again, one of the top in the world right now. Uh, our number 19 spot went to a guy that will never have to be carried through a match. Uh, no. Gunther. Um, yeah. R- remember when his name change was supposed to bury him and he was never going to be seen from again? Yeah, that's just... People just overreacted. It's it's a name. Like you get over. Yeah, you get I, I mean, he, I think he's made the Intercontinental Title feel the most important that it has in years. Yeah, in, in a long time, for sure. I, I mean, and at this point, with that new title design, whenever you see a championship, there's that one name that jumps out to you. And I think with this design right now, he's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Definitely, he. I think what really set him apart this year um, was his feud with uh, Sheamus and the rest of the yeah. Brawling Brutes. There, uh, I was. 
I was at the taping where they had the standoff, um, and there was just something about it. I, I wouldn't have guessed that a Sheamus and <laughs> Gunther feud would get the crowd that electric. But, I mean, the side players are having a good role, and just these two, the Sheamus says it's just banger after banger. And then the rumor is that he's going to face Brock at Mania, and I know that Brock's wanted to kind of move down for a while, not be in the heavyweight title scene, kind of, as surprising as it sounds, fight, you know, newer talent, potentially put him over. Um, I, there's a chance that Gunther is the first one because I don't see Brock caring about holding the Intercontinental title. Right. If, Gun- if Gunther can somehow beat Brock at Mania, that, that'd be something. I, I mean, at that, that point, at that point, you've got Roman... McIntyre, Rollins, and Gunther, who have all beaten Lesnar, and adds legitimacy to that main event division. For sure. Uh, number 18, uh, we had Claudio. Uh, yeah. He started this year. I, he left WWE, uh, the company he was with for 11 years. Um, he made his way to AEW to debut against Zack Sabre Jr. as Brian Danielson's uh, surprise uh, replacement should say yeah uh, became a member of the blackpool combat club um and he was at the blood and guts match when that was out that i was at uh, i would say claudio is when you think of ring of honor uh, you might not necessarily think him but his style is what ring of honor was built on and i love to see him with the ring of honor title for years you know everyone in wwe said he didn't have it uh, I think he's come out on his own here in AEW. I think it's because he's got to be Claudio. He didn't have to be Cesaro, a character. He's got to be himself. Yeah. And he's he's a fun guy. We we saw him at a panel at Starcast. Had a lot of charisma. Um, he was enjoying the interview. He's even got an Instagram page for his lattes and his <laughs> coffee. He he's not just a boring fighter. He's got a fun little personality. And you can see that on the party, which I mean, the party kind of got split up. The Blackpool Combat Club kind of got split up. Maybe he just needs to not have friends for a while. Yeah, he just needs he needs to go be Ring of Honor champion and yeah, beat, just beat the shit out of people. That's all he's got to do, and uh, he'll move up a lot next year. Now uh, this next guy was the first one that there was a little controversy with that we had him so low. But that was Will Ospreay. Yeah. But, I mean, it's hard, um, which is why I think PWI does so like such a long list, because condensing it down to 25, when you see that someone's 17th out of 25, you think that's pretty low. But you figure there's WWE, New Japan, AAA, CMLL, AEW, NWA, Impact, Ring of Honor. There's so many promotions not everyone can be in the top ten. Not everyone can be the best. But I think this guy, whenever we're done with this podcast, whenever we're done doing top 25 list, he is going to be the one that is on the list the most. Yeah. It's, it's well-deserved, too. And like I said, this is our top 25. It's not this is our personal opinions. Yeah. Like, while most people would probably slide Will Ospreay in ahead of probably most of the next couple of guys we have coming up. I mean, it's, it's 
it's easy to do a list and just go, you know, oh, Roman, Moxley, Tanahashi, Osprey, Saber. Uh, but I mean, who had, who had the most five star matches this year? Yeah. Yeah, that's boring. Now, I will say, I do want Osprey to appear in an American promotion at one point, but yeah. more long-term than he did in AEW. But I think with what he's doing in Japan, it'll take a lot for him to give that up. Uh, speaking of somebody coming from New Japan that could possibly be heading over to the States here real soon, uh, that is Jay White, the switchblade of the Bullet Club. Um, another great memorable year. Uh, he appeared for New Japan, Impact, and AEW uh, this year. Um, I still think out of everyone in the wrestling world, Jay White had the hardest act to follow. I figure the Bullet Club started, then they went to AJ Styles, or then they went to Finn Balor, Debit, then they went to AJ Styles, then they went to Kenny Omega, and now you got Jay White. I mean, nothing against Jay White, but that's three of... Highly regarded wrestlers. Yeah, three of the best wrestlers to ever do yeah. it. And he, he's and, held his own. He's held his own. Yeah. He's definitely up there now, for sure. I would say I. it's interesting. It's one of those things, watching the indies, where you'll see a guy and you're like, oh, okay. Um, he's one of them that comes to my mind where I saw him. like, ah, he's not bad. He'll be a good role player. And, and again, he's one of the top guys in Japan. Uh, there's rumors circulating that AEW and WWE are interested in him. So, I mean, maybe he's another one that joins that potential Balor-AJ Bullet Club fight in WWE. Yes, I guess we'll see uh, come late January here with a with a countdown clock where he might uh, end up um, from one of the greatest of uh, this generation to one of the greatest of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, Number 15, 100%. Chris Jericho. Uh, again, this, he seems to be getting better with age. Um, he he just seems to know when to reinvent himself when his act is getting stale, and that's what he did yeah. this year by forming the Jericho Appreciation Society, uh, doing the sports entertainer thing in AEW, yeah, uh, working the the sweaty marks in the crowd who just hate WWE and the word sports entertainers and making, uh, <laughs> being a sports entertainer yeah. the biggest heel in. A pro, pro pro wrestling company, you know? Yeah. And I, I think I said it best. Um, at this point, I compare him to Andre Taker Funk. I mean, as you said, he knows when to reinvent himself. Andre constantly evolved. Taker clearly evolved. And Terry Funk went from amateur wrestling in the NWA to being a brawler in WCW to doing death matches with ECW. And, I mean, Jericho has essentially done the same. He's ran the gauntlet. He's been... He's been cruiserweight. He's been mid card. He's been tag team. He's done um, the sports entertainment here. He's done pro wrestling. I think the fact that he won the Ring of Honor title as that, well that was he, awesome. I I I I enjoyed that. Yeah, and and a lot of fans hate. Oh, he's not what you know Ring of Honor is about. But I mean, if e if Ring of Honor was created in the ashes of ECW. And ECW was trying to become technical and high flying. Jericho clearly helped invent and redefine the style. So I honestly think Chris Jericho is Ring of Honor. And I mean, going from 
one of the, I mean, you said it, one of the greatest of all times, constantly reinventing to just a psychopath. A Scottish psychopath. Yeah, we've got Drew McIntyre here. And, I mean, he, I, I can't give him enough credit for carrying WWE through the pandemic era. It's it's shitty that he had his coming out moment in front of no fans. And I, and I don't think he'll ever get enough credit for that. In a time no. where the top stars in the company left, Roman wasn't there, Cena yeah. wasn't there, Lesnar was barely there. He I stepped mean, up and carried the show week to week as the guy uh, in front of no fans, no reaction. And he, he knocked it out of the park. Um, and the thing is... He does whatever's needed. I mean, he is he is a hundred percent a main event contender. But he's been in mid card. He's been teaming with the brawling brutes. He he does whatever's needed, and he can have matches with ever anyone, all the way from Mysterio to Strowman, and he's just improved. And it's funny that he was introduced as the chosen one because I think all those attributes fit a chosen one. The, just think of the possibilities for McIntyre matches. I mean, hopefully this cross thing will be over with. Um, you know, eventually he and Sheamus could fight again. He and Owens, him and Reigns, Rollins, Breaker. I want to see him and Gunther go at it for the Intercontinental title. I I really wanted to see him take the world title off Roman. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Clash of the Castle would have been the time to do it. The reaction he got. It was just it was it was incomparable to anything currently. <sighs> um, moving on to probably one of the hottest acts uh, so far in twenty twenty three into close out twenty twenty two, and that's why we had we just had to put him this high. Uh, Sami Zayn. Uh, he this at the start of the year he fought. Johnny Knoxville in a what was it called a jackass match or whatever it was, was something called. along those lines. Something but remember, weird. that's not the beginning of the year. That was that was just WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, come on now, WrestleMania's not the beginning of the year. <laughs> it's the beginning of the wrestling year to me. I, I mean, and all he's done, I mean, he went from Knoxville, and then he ended the year fighting Cena. He's been the honorary Oos. I mean, I was on my anniversary trip the night that. He was told, you know, take your shirt off. And then he tossed him the honorary T-shirt. My <laughs> wife and I were on the edge of the hotel bed watching it because we thought he was going to get his ass kicked. <laughs> Granted, that's, I'm sure, still going to happen at one point. That's usually how these play out. Yeah. But um, I think the best comparison for Sammy right now is if the bloodline is the nation of domination, Sammy Zayn is their Owen Hart. That's that. That is a great comparison, Logan. You 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 put it down on paper, and you're like, "Why is this happening? Like, why is Owen Hart with the Nation? It's even though they said it wasn't, it was a all black group. And here comes whitest paper, Owen Hart, <laughs> Canadian Owen Hart. Yeah, and then here you got the Bloodline, and there's many people that they could have made connections to, or been like, "Oh, Rikishi teamed with this guy, so he's going to be in it." Or, oh, man, Paul Heyman managed this guy, boom. But they did Sami Zayn. And at first you're like, oh, this is going to end up just being a joke. And it went from, I read it was supposed to last two weeks. And it could go as long as they want. And I, and and I, th- the, I think it's going to go all the way. 
Yeah, and the chemistry with him and Roman is impeccable. I mean, just recently, just before we did the list, but the scene of them eating pop or popcorn. It was fantastic. Sammy offers it. Nope, I've got some. Okay. Okay. I mean, and, you know, people forget, too, besides just talking, he can wrestle. Yeah, one one of the best workers on the roster, for sure. Um, I think that would segue us into number 12. Uh, somebody who can also wrestle really well and one of the best talkers uh, in the world right now, and that's uh, MJF. Who had a yeah. tumultuous year, we could say, with uh, AEW and CEO Tony Khan, uh, turning their real life uh, problems into a storyline that led to his return and inevitable crowning as world champion uh, in the aftermath of uh, the CM Punk incident. Yeah, AEW's first real, they created themselves champion, like um, heavyweight champion. Yes, uh, made made him a star. Well, he made himself a star. Um, but uh, AEW really I, gave him give him the platform for it. Yeah, whether it's wrestling, talking, even a social media work. I mean, MJF's going to be one of those. He's going to continually climb up the list. Again, he's one of them. When you first saw him on the Indies, you had no idea. That he was going to be, even though everyone says, "Oh, I knew he'd be the top heel." There is, n- there is no way that they knew how far he was going to climb, and he is, you know, he is AEW. I-, I like to see that he's the champ. He's the face uh, right now. Yeah, he he and Adam Page are going to be the face and the heel for a long time for this company. It is who their their company is getting built on. Now, someone who uh, the company tried to build around, <laughs> and uh, ultimately it worked for, you know, a few months. A couple, couple remember weeks. When, remember when CM Punk came back, and he was going to be here for years? And hey, he still might. He still might. He's, he's, he's been posting about AEW on Instagram a lot, apparently. Um, I remember when we thought the CM Punk chants were going to be done. Now we just get more of them. Are they, are they changing CM Punk a lot? Not as much, but um, they're, they're still there. It's not yeah. as bad, probably because a lot of fans are kind of pissed at him. But right. well, I mean, he he had a year though. I would never have expected him to win the AEW title twice. I'm still confused as to why they did the whole his foot hurt thing. Yeah, and got. Squashed by Mox. Yeah, like, just to win it back. And, and if the rumors are true because Punk didn't want to lose in Chicago, that's just another big uh, fuck you to him. But um, because that's like that's that's almost some heart level shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, he he brought the biggest news story I think besides uh, it's it's crazy everything that happened this year. Austin coming back. Vince retiring, uh, or last year, I should say. But the scrum was probably the biggest thing, especially all the memes. And Mr. Tony Khan just sitting to his side, just being like, hmm, yeah, okay. Well, that, so that's ah. happening, all right? And then yeah. The, yeah. the fight breaking out while he's sitting there answering questions from yeah. AJ Awesome show or whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Let's just let's just move on from Punk. There's not much to t- we we've talked about. No, Punk we've covered enough. him a lot. Um, he he did great stuff with MGF, and then did yeah. the title stuff, and then uh, threw a chair at Kenny Omega or something. Who knows? And now uh, number ten, the Deathmatch King himself, Matt Cardona. What a career renaissance! I mean, for those that aren't aware, as you said, Deathmatch King. He main evented an ECW tribute show. He, he is an ECW world champion. Yeah, he participated in heavyweight and title matches for Impact and the NWA. NWA still should have put it on him, not on Brodus. Um, he jumps. Yeah, he jumped Josh Alexander at Ric Flair's last match pay per view, only to get a diamond cutter. Um, and now it's being rumored that he could make a comeback to WWE. Which the Royal Rumble would be perfect. I'd love to see Cardona back in WWE. Uh, if he comes back as Cardona, yeah, that, yeah, that's, I think that's it'd be nice. Actually, I think I they think would. It, yeah, I heard uh, there's talks that potentially there could be a funeral for Zack Ryder, <laughs> and then I mean, there's a lot you can do, and I just you, you love to see him succeeding more than Mojo Rowley. For sure, I. I I hope Mojo Riley does not succeed at anything in life. Nope. I, I hope his pillow is always warm. <laughs> uh, number nine, uh, Bobby Lashley, the almighty. Um, another fantastic year. We had him pretty high last year as well, which is surprising. Because um, when, he... when you think of Bobby Lashley, it's hard to think of him as uh, like this top guy now that he is. He's a, a corner of... WWE. Um, he had a massive feud with Brock Lesnar early in the year. He won the WWE Championship at the Royal Rumble again. Um, and he had the match with Omos at Mania. Yep. Um, where MVP eventually split from him. Now it seems like he could be getting back with MVP. He's also feuded with Rollins and Adam Pearce quite a bit. I mean, Lashley's again one of those guys, kind of like McIntyre. He'll do anything that's needed. And, I mean... I just like seeing him at a high level. I know when he first came back, he had the headband. He was slapping his ass. Uh, I wasn't really down for it. I thought he, I mean, the joke is always what Black Lesnar. Yeah. And I wanted him to do that. I wanted him to go out there and just kick people's ass, spear them, hit them with the Dominator. And now he's starting to do that. And I'm just, I've always supported Lashley. And I think WWE is the right spot for him. They know what to do with or without Vince McMahon. They know what to do with big, beefy guys. Hey, our number eight spot is not very big or beefy. No. But he does have cowboy shit. Yeah, I mean. Cowboy shit is being in our top ten. Number eight, Adam Page. Uh, I think the top ten is deserved... More because of how he, uh, he kind of started the whole CM Punk thing. Yeah, yeah, he 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 shot from the hip right on live television. Yeah, right and on. it's funny. I remember talk we talked about it, and I'm like, you can see that Punk's mad, and we're like, ah, he can't be that mad though, right? He probably just caught him off guard, and now here we are. <laughs> Adam Page is still in AEW. Uh, CM Punk's not. Uh, uh, we don't know. We do not know. 
<laughs> any anything could happen. Uh, yeah, yeah. Epic, another great year. AEW World Champion uh, held for just under two hundred days. Uh, one of Pretty the longest good. reigning uh, AEW champions of uh, the year. Uh, only dropping it as we said to CM Punk at Double or Nothing. Uh, he had a great match in the main event of Forbidden Door. Um, he had an, he had an injury during that match. Uh, not during that match, but he had in a match against Moxley, which would lead to his return now uh, in this current feud, which is shaping up to be uh, one of the top feuds of AEW to start off this new year. And yeah, I'm I'm almost confident Adam Page will again be in our uh, top ten next year, uh, as will probably be our number seven pick because he seems to keep getting better. Uh, that's Josh Alexander. Yeah, he's he is. He and Moose are the faces of Impact right now. Alexander is definitely the face because he has done it all. X-Division champion, tag team champion, multiple heavyweight champions. Um, As I said in our blurb about him, how Styles and Jarrett are associated with the first era of TNA, Angle's associated with the second as well as Joe, Alexander's got to be a representative of this third one. He's came in, and all he's done is kicked ass. Plus, he's gotten Shamrock and Kurt Angle to back him up using the ankle lock. Uh, I mean, there's not much more to say about the walking weapon. Uh, Eventually, he could show up in WWE or AEW. Um, I'd like for him to get a little more time under his belt and kind of really make his name an impact. Right. Uh, But he's not going to need training wherever he goes. No. He... Yeah, if he does debut in those companies, he's... Should be catapulted uh, into a high-profile uh, spot on the roster. Um, yeah. Possibly alongside uh, our number six spot. This would be a great feud to see in AEW. Uh, number six, Brian Danielson. Um, yeah, he. I, I'm glad to see him succeeding. And he kind of, him and Moxley both, they kind of get to do whatever they want in AEW. And not to a point of where they're like being disrespectful or doing shit they're, matches. They're, they're not doing it like uh, Hogan and Nash do it. Yeah, they're... they're they're having matches with younger talent. They're getting to train and produce. I mean, they're they're wrestling. Yeah, he Brian. Um, I think he elevated Adam Page earlier this year. Uh, kind of pulled him up like another rung. Um, of of stardom for Adam Page uh, to really solidify his AEW World Title run at that time. Um, at, Logan just messaged me. No Wardlow on the list. Whoops. Who gives a fuck about Wardlow? He dropped the ball. <laughs> fuck him. If if I if you if we can't remember you to put you on the list, you don't deserve to be on the list. No. And, and, you know, going back to Danielson, with Regal leaving, I think he's going to take kind of the Regal role, kind of the father of the group. Um, and I'm curious to see if he stays with AEW or if he goes to Ring of Honor when it's on Honor Club. I think Danielson could be one could go over to Ring of Honor, be a producer, be a commentator, and be a wrestler. Yeah, I think he's I think he's going to be um, like that guy in, in yeah. Ring of Honor. Um, he's just, he's just, he's gonna, he's not necessarily gonna be the world champion for three years straight. Um, no. but he's gonna be the guy that the upper cover beats to go become world champion. And they're gonna put on a great match at whatever pay-per-view they're gonna be doing. Um, 
uh, I know our number five pick is definitely going to be somebody who I'm expecting here in 2023 to be on top of the mountain in WWE. Somebody who could potentially knock off Roman this year yeah. at Mania or sometime soon finally achieve his dream, his father's yeah. dream. And that is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, coming in at number five. Like we said at the beginning of the podcast, we kind of talked about it through it already. Kind of controversial due to his injuries. But it, he had a phenomenal year so far. Um, oh yeah, did we rate him kind of high? Possibly, but I, I, when we're making this list, I, think, I thought it was justified. I thought he had uh, bigger moments than everybody below him. Yeah, I, I think the rest of this list was hard for us, but the top five, it, it, it when you think of wrestling this year, these are the five. Cody probably would have been higher had he not been injured. Yeah, but I mean, what matches he had, he dominated in, and I'd love to see. The big rumor for this year is if he beats Roman, he's bringing back the big gold belt that his dad helped define. So it'd just be one more notch. He's already won the NWA title. Why not the big gold as well? Um, our number four is somebody that was partnered with Cody earlier in this year, uh, and that's Seth Rollins. Um, he he is one of the fly bears of WWE this year. Um, Consistently put on great matches with everybody from Roman to Cody, like we said, Matt Riddle and uh, and a Bobby Lashley, um, and Rollins and Cody Rhodes would also become the first uh, WWE wrestler, um, or they would have the first non NXT five star match rating from Dave Meltzer since 2011. If you care about that stuff, uh, if if you if you care about that stuff, um, I just thought it, that was uh, interesting as. You know, WWE, like, when their matches are getting rated, it always seems to be kind of put in this extra yep. layer of scrutiny, right? So you kind of see them break through that layer uh, and get the recognition they deserve for that match. Uh, I think Hell would have froze over uh, if they did not get a, a five-star match. Um, he also became the second uh, WWE wrestler to become a two-time Grand Slam champion this year as yes. well. Seth Rollins and The Miz. I mean, two very different styles, but very uh, accomplished wrestlers. Uh, yes, and speaking of accomplished wrestlers, one of the most accomplished wrestlers uh, in Japan and possibly all time as well, uh, that is Okada. Yeah, I, I didn't put a lot in his blurb. I mean, it's, it's like I said, there. He's just one of those. He's, he's just Okada. Like that's yeah. his, like if you know anything about wrestling outside of the United States, it's Okada. Okada. Like you like yeah. You've seen highlights of his matches. If you even if you don't think you have, you have. Yeah. Um, uh, the biggest Japan native wrestling star uh, on the planet. Um, yeah, I mean, as of right I, now, an iconic he, theme that will make any arena in the United States pop if it, if they hear it. He's up there with Muda and Liger when it comes to notoriety in Japan over here in the states. So I mean, again, him and Osprey—they're just going to keep climbing our list. They're they're going to be on it all the time. Yeah, I, I think I think Okada has a permanent residence in our top twenty-five uh, for the foreseeable future, for sure. Um, and, and now, one and two are both. I would say they're the goats of each of their companies. Um, for sure, they they didn't have to wrestle every match of the year, but when they did, I mean, people's eyes were glued to the television set. And I, Logan, I have a hot take here. Yeah. So last year, our number one and number two 
was Roman Reigns and Kenny Omega. Okay. Right. Very deservingly so for both of them. Yeah. Uh, and this year, our number two spot goes to Moxley, which would leave our number one spot to be uh, the head of the table, Roman Reigns. Yeah. Um, I would say this year, the difference between number one and number two is significantly closer than it was last year between yeah. uh, I, Kenny I and Reigns, it... which which was hard to tell, especially last year. Kenny being the belt collector last year, uh, putting in all these great matches in AEW. Uh, being the face of wrestling outside of WWE, but Mox was just the f- fucking MVP, canceling planned vacations in times of crisis. Um, every match he was in felt important. He was the biggest star in AEW this year, and, and that is surprising to say with a company f- with people at with Daniel or Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Young Bucks. Kenny Omega, and, that, and he was the biggest star. It's because when Danielson was injured, Mox would come in and have matches. He'd be our placement. Mm-hmm. When the scrum happened, he'd take over for him. Um, he's just always there. He, and this is going to be a bad comparison at first. Remember Shawn Michaels in the nineties? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's Moxley now. He's he he can be tossed into anything. Michaels feuded with goddamn Doink. All right. And still could put on a match. Moxley, he could probably have a long-term feud with Danhausen. Not saying Danhausen isn't a fun character, but it's one of those things. He's kind, kind of the doink. Um, and no matter what Moxley does, like it, it, he never does anything mediocre. No, and it's, it's I, always, I, it's I, always and, the best. It's always like the 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 highest billing. Of and I the love. Show. That even though, because the rumor was, you know, AEW didn't want him to drop the title to Nick Gage, the GCW title, and Moxley essentially told them to go fuck themselves, and he went and did it because it was his commitment. Now, most, I'd say 99% of wrestlers would be afraid to do that. He doesn't care. Yeah, but he, he has nothing to lose. Yeah. I mean, what what's going to happen? Ooh, he's going to have to retire all his money because you know he doesn't spend a lot of it. He's got his wife and kid at home. He's had a multi-year career where he's been at the top for, I'd say, most of it. Yeah, so at this point, like it's like I said, he and Danielson, they're just doing what they want to do. <laughs> and speaking of being able to do whatever you want to do, number one was Roman, as we said. Yeah, he, everyone he, hated he, this. He, he, I think it's just um, one of those things where if somebody's been on top for so long... Uh, yeah. fans start to get soured on it which I, I, I like that it took Bruno like 10 to 15 years for people to sour it took Hogan probably 20 um, Austin never reached that point because of injuries unfortunately it took Cena about 10 to 15 Roman's getting like 5 years to truly be on top and they hate it and I know what everyone's going to say well the Shield's been dominant they just had their 10th anniversary yeah, but Roman had to scratch and claw for the first half because he wasn't a defined name like Tyler Black and John Moxley. And he had to learn to wrestle. He had to learn for the promos. He had to get over on Cena, get over on Brock. Now he's finally there. I don't like this. Why isn't he defending the title every pay-per-view? Why isn't he defending it every SmackDown? Because then when he finally does have a big match or a big moment, you're going to already see it. And I... Honestly, I can't 
think I, I could be wrong. I can't think of one bad match he had this year. Like main, like no. main event championship match, not just throwaway matches on Raw or SmackDown or whatever. Well, even even those throwaway ones were so good. Yeah. Like every, everyone talks. Oh my God, John Cena! Uh, John Cena couldn't do a real match because of Hollywood. Ah, it was still good. No, you. Of course, you're not going to get a 30 minute match out of them. And yeah, if people haven't figured it out, it's that way Cena could fight once this year to keep his record going. Yeah. But they're still good. Yeah, they, they, they <laughs> built up the anticipation of Cena getting into the ring. And when he did, it shows that he is... They even I think Michael Cole even said it, uh, Cena's the greatest of all time. And of course, yeah. he would end the match immediately. And uh, whether it's Rock, whether it's Cody, whether it's... You know, Tama Tonga, because he's technically, you know, a cousin because Haku and Rikishi, whether it's McIntyre, whoever beats Roman, it's going to be such an explosion. It's like when Hogan lost to Luger and Goldberg when he was NWO, or it's like when Austin finally beat Michaels. There's going to be such a pop. Right. We're not going to know what to do with ourselves. And I mean... Hopefully the rumors are true and it's Rocket Mania. Rock loses to him and he drop and Roman eventually loses to Cody at SummerSlam. SummerSlam's supposed to be in Detroit. Oh, I think And that... if if Roman keeps the title through Mania, I'm for sure going to SummerSlam cuz I want to be there when he eventually drops it. I think uh your hosts here at Cross Proverbs might have to make a uh, a shorter drive than most of our trips. Yeah, down down to a good old where would it be at Ford Field, Comerica, down I'm there. Somewhere. Not a clue. Down there somewhere, but uh, I think the the biggest yeah. question, uh, I think to tie this all together, uh, what are the chances Roman three peats, uh, for our number one spot, uh, well, come this I mean, time next year? For all the AEW fans out there, I sure hope he doesn't, because <laughs> our comments are going to be filled with a lot of. People were asking why we had Roman higher than Kenny Omega. Like, I, I, I want you, as the people who said that, to go back and just think about the year. And then re-ask the question and realize how dumb you sound. Hey, I, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can tell you now, AEW fan typing away uh, in our Facebook comment section, um, Kenny Omega will probably be in our top ten next year. Yeah. He'll be in just, our top just based 10. on the two matches he had already this year. But you know what? He won't be. Head of the table. He's he's the, the server. The yeah. One <laughs> would be giving him tips when he's yeah, collecting well, his checks. I, I, we almost had the shield as the top three. Almost. And, I mean, I think it's fitting that in the 10th anniversary, they're still at the top. I mean, and they're essentially on different shows, or different promotions, because I know they want to separate Raw and SmackDown. So, I mean, wouldn't it be something, 10 years after they debuted, Moxley on top of AEW, Roman on top of SmackDown, Seth on top of Raw? Can't get better. You know, I didn't even, I didn't even realize... That they were so close together, and if I would have known that, I would have moved Okada down the four. <laughs> I would, I would try to convince you, like you know what, let's move Seth up to three. What did he do? But I think, uh, I, 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 I think that's time. I would, 
I would ask the fans if uh, there was anything that we got wrong or right, but uh, clearly we already saw it. Yep, and uh, if, if you did think we're wrong, uh, we're not going to listen to you anyway. Uh, so that's our show. Thanks you for tuning in this week uh, to another great episode of Pro Wrestling Proverbs. Uh, make sure you follow us on all of our social medias. Their link will be in the podcast description and the description because this will be going on YouTube as well. So the YouTube description. Uh, so you can listen to our next podcast. We'll be talking about Vince McMahon. No chance.